Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the insights and the stories from business owners. My name is John Cassidy-Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I'm your Federation of Small Businesses Membership Advisor, meeting and supporting local businesses. And today I have the pleasure, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, Rob with us. Hello, Rob. Hello, thank you for the uh, the invite, John. Looking forward to this. Oh, so, so am I, so am I. So, so let's dive straight in. So tell us about your business and what you do. Okay, well, I've got a number of businesses. I do have a platform business called Evolution, and I started that originally 12 years ago. But since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, so I can't get enough of it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a legal drug, I think, um, startups and growing businesses. Um, so the, the core business that I started with um, wasn't my choice, actually. I, I, I spent 30 years in corporate life as an employee and saw myself retiring on a very big fat pension check. And then my world was turned upside down in 2008 when I lost that very highly paid job. And uh, I went into a tailspin with depression, a very dark place. Um, I was uh, applying for, I mean, sometimes 100, 150 jobs a week. This might echo with some people right now with the recession that we're on the cusp of. Uh, very, uh, very much. And I thought I, I kept getting nowhere with job applications. And then I thought, well, I've got skills and abilities. Perhaps I could sell them and become self-employed. Maybe I could have all this freedom <laughs> that I'd wanted. So um, that journey started 12 years ago. And since then, uh, I've built a, a number of companies and I'm looking to buy several others. I wouldn't do startups anymore. I've done four. They're hard work. And I'm sure we'll touch on it in a moment. Um, but I, I love work and I love business. And uh, I think that's because I love trying to get a result for another human being, uh, a bit, and usually a business owner, and, and take them from where they are to where they want to be. Yes. I, I think a lot of people can relate to that story, and uh, especially at the moment, maybe on that cusp of things not going well for them. And yeah, uh, for... it's hard, isn't it? And it's lonely as well, of course, out there, isn't it? It is, yes. So, um, so, so what um, what ideas you have if somebody's in a stuck situation? Maybe say they are a business owner and things are not going quite well. What what would be some of the things you could do to start to turn that around? It's a really good question. I think the first one is to have a reality check. Um, I've come across too many business owners over the last twenty years of um, they put their head in the sand. And of course, that's the worst thing you can do. Um, get some trusted people around you to give you advice on specific things like cash flow. When does the cash run out? Most businesses rarely have more than three months cash at bank as a buffer, rarely. Some are working on just a couple of weeks. So um, the first thing is to, is to have a reality check. Um, don't think that you're alone in this. There will be millions of people going through the same thing over the next few years, um, would be my um, forecast. Um, and then have a plan. And the, the worst thing you can do is do nothing. That, 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 is a, that, that is the death knell of a business is where the owners do nothing. They just wait and see, batten down the hatches. Have a plan. Have a contingency. So plan B and work your way out of it. Easy. I know those are easy words, but it's the starting point. And to focus in on the cash, cash means everything. And that actually means you've got to sell 
And if you're a business owner that can't, can't sell or feels uncomfortable selling, you've got a problem. So either you learn selling skills overnight or improve the ones that you have got, or you engage someone to do that selling for you. So that kind of leads to a question of what would be some of the key things for selling, do you think? Selling skills? Selling, yeah, selling skills, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I uh, in in the last few years, I've been on the other side of the table. I've been the buyer of products and services. So I've seen some really excellent selling, which is in the minority, in my experience, and some really awful, awful selling skills. Um, some key thing, the key traits that um, I've noticed, um, a bad salesperson does most of the talking. They should be asking questions. Uh, they shouldn't be presenting. They should be asking questions about the other um, person's situation. What are the pain points? What are the challenges that they've got right now? And and also, what what have they got in their armory that could be provide a solution for that person that's um, got pain and needs a solution? Um, it's usually badly done, sadly. Right. And I think what's nice about what you've said there, it's not necessarily about being slick and having all the answers. It's actually going, can I be curious about your situation and help you in some way? Yeah, because you actually feel if you're on the receiving end of somebody who's asking you questions about your life and what the problems are and, and hurdles, you immediately warm to them as another human being because you think, well, this person genuinely is interested. Yes, they might want to sell me something at the end of the day, but they're asking really insightful questions. Um, they come over that they care and that they want to try and help me get from where I am to where I want to be. And if that means spending some money with them, fantastic, because it's better than the pain that I'm currently living with. Yes. But a lot, the majority of salespeople um, haven't got that revelation or forget it because they might have been trained one day, but they've forgotten it. And they go into pitch mode. They go into um, what well, a friend of mine, Marcus, calls show up and throw up. <laughs> I've been there. The has been poured, they've got the damn tablet out and they're going through an 89 page presentation. No. <laughs> no you, you 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 give me features and benefits forget it I, I i want someone who can solve my problems and then it doesn't become about price then at the end of the conversation it becomes about how much do i want this problem solved yes and are but, they the right person to solve that problem is the other part of it yeah no absolutely and i think um building relationships and networks are key to um to connecting with people I'm an easy piece person to sell to. If there's any car dealers out there, because I'm a petrol head, <laughs> I'm really easy to sell to. Um, I can remember buying a Nissan Serena, which is uh, for the uninitiated, is an old uh, MPV, um, but it was the wrong shape. It was it was too narrow and very high, and it was bright red, but it had two sunroofs, so I bought it. Because I, uh, I had boys at the time, and with the three rows of seats and a second sunroof, that's all I needed. The fact that I looked like Postman Pat and he's in his red van. <laughs> I've got an image in my head of that now. <laughs> I don't think they make the Nissan Serena, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> anymore. Uh, so so the, you're seeing lots of different businesses and looking at businesses so um, what what do you think are going to be the opportunities over the next couple of years I, I 
Do you mind? That's a really big question. I mean, obviously, there's some there's some obvious sectors. Uh, I watched a program last night on Deliveroo. I mean, well, what a fantastic time! <laughs> yes. Deliveroo are getting a thousand restaurants a day wanting to subscribe. It used to just be burgers and kebabs. Now you've got all sorts of restaurants. You know, fine dining using Deliveroo. Um, so I think. There are some industries that clearly do well um, during times of recession and certainly during this time, this year. Um, but any business can do well if it can pivot and re-engineer. Perhaps, again, it's this thing about having an honest conversation with yourself or your fellow shareholders. What can we do and do it better? Given there's lots of macro conditions and external things that we can't influence, what can we change? Maybe we start with a blank sheet of paper again. Maybe we revisit the business model. So I think where one person's negative situation could be another person's opportunity. And there is a Chinese proverb I came across years ago. When the wind of change blows, some people uh, build windmills and some people build walls. Yes. What are you? Are you a wall builder or are you going to harness the energy of that wind of change as a windmill? Yeah. And I think sometimes what can happen is that you get so sold into what you're doing at the moment with your business that actually making changes is um difficult not because there's not things you can do do you know what? i think you're spot on john I, I come across this regularly in fact i did last week i'm looking to buy a company i had their details last week um the problem is and they're, they're in the printing industry they haven't moved with the times and they haven't adapted and because They've been around since 90, the 1980s. So it worked back then. <laughs> it worked in the 90s. They didn't change. Their website is rubbish. It doesn't really talk about their business or their customers. Um, and there's no, there's no useful information on their website. And then COVID comes and they've been wiped out. They've got three weeks cash left in the business and they're looking at solvent uh, liquidation. Really sad. You know, a 30-year history... Mm. At one point, back in the 90s, they turned over 11 million quid. Now, they're three weeks away from extinction. So I, I think it's incumbent on us all, as, and, and none of us can get complacent, that we do need to keep um, improving, adapting, rethinking what we're doing and trying to make those little micro steps to improve customer service, um, cash flow, sales, so, and, and also em embrace new technology. Yeah, oh, yes. An aging baby boomer I struggle with sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Which comes back to uh, what you're saying, having somebody to talk to, because you as an outsider can often see what's very obvious. But when you're inside the bottle, it's hard to read the label. It is. I, I would say almost exclusively you're right. Um, I, I think it's you're, you're too close to it. And uh, I've for years I've had uh, business and personal mentors who ask some really difficult questions sometimes the bleeding obvious um or they just see it from a different perspective or they see something that i've missed so i think there's real value in mentoring coaching having someone trusted alongside that can ask the difficult questions in, when i used to be a school governor we called it the critical friend yes <laughs> that's a good way someone of that it. cares what's the best interests but it, that is prepared to ask the difficult, searching, challenging, sometimes question. Yes. So what would be some other tips for businesses out there at the moment that you would have that you would like to share? 
Uh, oh, it's got it. Well, the top of the list has got to be cash flow. Um, I, uh, having started four businesses successfully, um, it's easy for people, other people to spend your money. Yes. <laughs> Which usually when you're a startup early stage, there's not usually a lot of money around. Um, there's always people willing to flog you stuff. Uh, and particularly in the marketing arena. So I know with my first company, Evolution, I didn't, I didn't spend anything on marketing apart from going to network, free networking events. Um, it's all about sales. It's sales, sales, sales. Forget about um, titivating your website. Forget about the fancy schmancy uh, telemarketing ideas. Just get on and do it yourself. Generate some clients that generates cash. And then as time goes on, you'll get some surplus cash, then invest. I'm not saying don't do marketing, but I'm saying when you start a business or early stage, it's all about selling. It's not marketing. Um, the marketing structure strategy comes in after once you get a bit of cash in the bank and then, then the marketing helps build a sustainable business because now you start to build a marketing engine that generates leads. And I think sometimes within business, people think money's going to solve all the problems. No, uh, I think it was Cliff Richard, bless him. <laughs> said, the more money you have, the more problems you do. Yeah. And that, doesn't he just know that in recent years? Oh yes. <laughs> but I guess well, he's going. Go on. I was going to say, I guess he's going to go on a summer holiday. <laughs> Look, when you haven't got a lot of money, as I didn't do twelve years ago, life was very simple. You buy the cheapest, and you don't buy lots of it because um, the wallet's empty. So life is very simple, and I can remember being brassic for several years um, and start up a, a small business with minus £2,000 because I used a credit card uh, that I couldn't afford the interest. Um, but I wanted to get going. So I, I, where, when you start getting money in, you get more choices, then the problems begin because it's deciding where you're going to put those resources. Um, so actually, problems do get <laughs> increased ironically with the more money coming in yes also when you're rich and wealthy and financially independent the biggest concern you have that keeps you up at night because those people are kept up at night is losing it <laughs> it's, you never go away when you don't have enough of it you just kept you have sleepless nights about not having enough money when you've got more than you can spend you still have those sleepless nights for a different reason Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so definitely cash flow. Um, and, and actually, cash flow is still critical, even when your business is sustainable and has, uh, and has had a decent scale up. It's, it, it's easy to get, and I've fallen into this trap myself a few times. It's easy to get lazy about costs. Yes. Because you've got the money in the bank. And you're not challenging yourself. Is this a good use of company money? You know, is it the best use of company money or is there, should I spend that £10,000 on something else that could generate a better return for the business? Um, and the other one is, is taking on staff that don't perform. And as the company grows and you get 20, 30, 40, 50 people, it's quite hard to check if everyone's contributing yeah. to the bottom line. <laughs> it's, easy to, it's easy to recruit people that are what I would describe as um, admin and support um, and get out of, you have a load of people back office, but you only have a few sales guys. Yes. <laughs> so um, 
it's very easy to get out of kilter because everyone says that they're rushed off their feet when they're busy. Uh, let's recruit, let's have another admin person. Um, really, the first port of call should be let's have another fee, fee earner. So he said again. Let's 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 have a let's get another fee earner to generate the ah, extra yes. cash in order to generate a support team around them. But I, and I've fallen foul of this myself. You just gravitate into uh, employing staff, some of which don't share the burden of um, um, contributing to the bottom line. Yes, and everybody should be contributing some way. To the bottom line direct, yeah either yeah. directly or indirectly yeah. um, it's easy in a larger company for people to get away with coasting yes so if there's a as a business owner with maybe two or three staff uh, sometimes they they end up doing the still doing the work but having paying someone else <laughs> all the time <laughs> no, that's an exaggeration almost all the time yeah well it's part of that is the own well it's definitely the owner's fault one it might be that they're a control freak and there mm -hmm. are a few of them out there Maybe there's a few listening to this broadcast <laughs> right now. Um, uh, don't be a control freak. Up, uh, delegate and upskill your team. And yes, they may not be as good as you. They probably won't be. But you can't scale a business if you're at the center of the universe in that company. It will never, never grow. Because there's only 24 hours in the day, isn't there, John? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and we are not gold. We can't create 25 hours. <laughs> not yet anyway so <laughs> not, not yet so de definitely um trust the team members to deliver if and it, it is quite prevalent in a smaller company if someone isn't performing you've got to take them aside mm -hmm. i know many business owners that shrink back from the difficult conversation and of course that problem then never goes away um it often gets bigger and um, it, you know, it doesn't help the company. It doesn't help the individual that's underperforming because they probably don't feel very good that they're not contributing as much as they feel they ought to. And it isn't good for you as an owner. So no one wins. So um, uh, my, my challenge to business owners regularly is um, just do it, have the conversation. You don't have to make them feel awful, but you do need to raise the subject and, and then give some parameters and a timescale in which you need to see them um, improve their performance by whatever measure. So give them some very specific KPIs so that everyone's clear and then monitor it. Yeah, and I think that's um, sound advice because most I think most people want to do a good job. I, I think so. I, I, I think it's very rare to meet someone that wants to do as little as possible and take as much money. Most people are quite fair. Yeah. Um, what a lot of staff complain about is lack of management, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. lack of involvement. You know, they're, they're, they're only too willing, the manager or the directors, to give KPIs, but can they be in the trenches there with them, yeah. poaching them? Fabulous. Maybe come up with some useful tips and ideas. Um, so the quality of management is suspect uh, quite often. So, And in a small business, usually it's the owner that's also the manager and the coach and the mediator. <laughs> And the, and the wise counsellor as well, sometimes, I think. Uh, excellent. So, Rob, if somebody's listening to this and they, they're thinking, this all sounds great advice and they're looking for maybe some investment or maybe just wants to sort of talk to you about possibilities, how would they contact you? Uh, probably best uh, through LinkedIn, actually. Um, so, uh, Rob Goddard, I've got a personal LinkedIn profile. 
Uh, I put out content two or three times a week, uh, free content for people. I want to try to help business owners, whether it's operations, sales, um, financial, uh, whether it's investment or put them in touch with someone that can help them. So LinkedIn is, is the best way. And then we can open up a conversation. It may be something that uh, we can't help each other immediately, but it might be something down the line. I, I do work with groups of um, uh, business owners from time to time in group coaching and one-to-one. But really, the main, the main help I can give people is the content that I put out on LinkedIn on a weekly basis. You, two, three-minute videos, useful tips. Excellent. And we'll put a link to your profile on our website. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fabulous. Thank you all for sharing your passion, your insights and part of your story with us. Real pleasure. And, and again, appreciate the invite. And uh, if anyone would like to connect with me on LinkedIn, you'd be very welcome. I don't turn anyone away, <laughs> except <laughs> the people who try and pitch to me a nanosecond after they've connected with me. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least date first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's get to know each other first. Yes. <laughs> Uh, excellent so this has been the podcast by business owners for business owners and until next time see you soon see you then rob cheerio bye-bye the federation of small businesses with practical help for business owners such as fsb networking thousands upon thousands of our members already benefit from our members networking events join us wherever you are in the uk and take advantage of our regular business networking events or our virtual networking any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.